Welcome back, Panther fans. I'm David Brown, along with Ryan Graham. Hey, guys. And this is State of Atlanta. I don't know why I went with guys instead of y'all. I, I mean, I feel like a damn northerner or something. Oh, uh, well, you know, we're on Facebook, so there could be more guys out there watching. I don't know. Hey, you guys. So, uh, yeah, it's just the two of us this week. Tim, the one that actually, ironically enough, I think has taken the whole lockdown and quarantine thing the most serious out of the three of us is out with a bunch of people in florida vacationing it up wow wow you know how much crap he gave me i don't know if i'm allowed to say the other word he gave me a lot of crap for doing the same thing yeah 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 of course he doesn't like my politics and that's why i was there so yeah i mean if anything you could say you had a legitimate reason you were there for work you know effectively yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he's there he is vacationing he's hanging out with uh Friends and family drinking and doing all kinds of things, probably spitting each other's eyes and uh, doing all the other stuff that gets you sick. Yeah, man. Just coughing in each other's mouths and stuff. Like, give me some. Yeah, exactly. They had the, well, they had the coronavirus parties in Alabama. I think that's basically what he's doing right here is they're doing their own version of a coronavirus party. Well, so that's, oh, that is, First I mean, that's a title like, idea, a coronavirus party. <laughs> Not to get too far down that path or anything, but like, you know, we, we used to used to have chicken pox parties and I, I, maybe we brought that up in the last podcast. It sounds familiar, but like, you know, where, where did all that kind of stuff go? You know? Well, I do think that chicken pox is probably not nearly as bad to get as the coronavirus. I think it's pretty bad. I think, I think lots of people die from chicken pox. Do they? Like in America, so. in the real world or like in third world <laughs> nations and stuff? I don't know. Maybe not in Atlanta. Yeah, well, I mean, it probably happens in Statesboro all the time, but yeah. <laughs> maybe not in Atlanta. We have hospitals and medicine more than just like, you know, I'll go back out back and find the horse out there and I'm spit on it. You'd be fine. No, well, you got to baptize the baby in the, um, in the um, beautiful Eagle Creek. And <laughs> it's a surprise. Surprise. Their infant mortality rates not like sky high. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, not a lot to go over tonight. Uh, there was somebody on Twitter that asked to talk about quarterbacks, which um, I am well, not prepared to do so, but I do think that's a great topic to bring up. Maybe we'll get Ben on next week or something, and he can give us the, the rundown as we get closer and closer to the season starting. Talk about we'll just that. let him talk for 15 minutes straight. Well, if you try to get a word in edgewise with him. I know. <laughs> you see, Derek joined. Derek's on. Just kidding. Love you, uh, Ben. Oh, yeah, I don't even see Derek on there. My feed's apparently not updating very fast. But, um, yeah, so thanks for the suggestion, But we'll, and we will get to it, but not tonight. Not with just Ryan and me. That would be a really lousy conversation about quarterback. Yeah, you want somebody who really knows their stuff. We're just going to say, well, we want the quarterback to throw the ball to the receiver and let them catch the ball and get a touchdown. And if he can run the ball, that's cool, too, but we prefer him to throw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he can run it every now and again, but that's really just so he can more effectively throw it. So. Yeah, and, what, and I think we have like eight quarterbacks on the roster, and I could probably name maybe one and a half of their names at this point. I think so. I have Muhammad, Jaleel Muhammad, right? That's There's the Muhammad guy, and then there's the Michael Calisandro that I only know because he tweets like crazy, and he's in my feed all day long with different nice. stuff. So, yeah, so we'll get to that. But uh, I guess – doesn't really apply to Jersey too much, a little bit, but sports are back. We've had United's played a couple of games are playing right now. Not very well last time I checked. Uh, so I'm sure Tim's upset about that. But uh, Braves, Major League Baseball starts on Thursday, Friday. Braves play on Friday. 
the and Falcons. They're doing 80, 82 games, right? No, just 60 games. 60, 60. games. All right. Oh, 10 is on. 66 days. It's like a, less than a third of a regular season. But the major, or sorry, National Football League Falcons, they reported to camp today. So, and then as far as I'm right, where the Georgia State Panthers, the football team has been showing up and doing workouts and practicing on some level, right? Is that not what we've been told? Uh, that's what we've been told, but there's not been a lot of coverage about it. I mean, I don't, I, I definitely have not been reading any of the emails, so I wouldn't know necessarily. But, um, you know, you know, I know they start practicing, I don't, I'm sorry, doing their workouts, their strength and conditioning stuff. But, uh, well, we are 43 days away from that first game against Murray State if it is to happen. So, are you feeling any better or uh, not better or worse this week? What? Oh, no, I think we're going to do it. I don't think there's any chance. Well, I guess there's all, there's literally always a chance we don't have our season, but I, I think um, I think we're going to do it. The Murray State game I'm a little nervous about, the first one. There are some FCS conferences that have dropped out of playing fall football, so um, it's possible that the Ohio Valley could. Uh, Max is here, and she says it's not happening. Well, you're a party pooper, and I didn't want to tailgate with you anyways, Max. So, um, but yeah. That's not so, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's, you're out of control. I hope we have a season, and I hope Max comes to the tailgate. <laughs> I agree. No, um, I did see that uh, whoever Troy's playing in their first game is their FCS opponent. That conference is one of the ones that backed out of fall sports, and the statement that Troy uh, released was they still intend on playing 12 games this season. So I don't know if that means that they plan on being in the Sunbelt Championship or they plan on rescheduling that FCS game, but uh, – it's kind of that being that first game of the season, that's 43 days to get another game on the calendar, 45 days for them. I guess they're probably playing on Saturday. Oh, I'm supposed to talk when you drink, huh? Yeah. Well, whenever I'm not, since it's just two of us, whenever I'm not talking, then uh, yeah, that's your cue to chime in. I usually time. can't count on Tim anyway. We got Peru saying they could see an uh, instantly mandating all games pushed back three weeks or something. Yeah, I could see something like that, but what do you do in that case? Do you you can't really just push the season back because there's especially with like neutral field games and things. You you can't have you don't know the logistics of what's happening. Yeah, and it, like every single school would have to account for that, and uh, lots of people don't play in their own stadium. I mean, a few people. I think there's like five or six teams that don't play in their own stadium, right? Um, or or even in just a shared stadium situation, and there's there's just a lot of problems with with just arbitrarily pushing it back three weeks. Yeah. So I think you, instead of doing that, you would have to just chop off that first three weeks and then, Maybe. and then try to either reschedule those games or other games tacked on to the end of the season. If they're <clears> truly <throat> trying to push the season back. Yeah. But how do you deal with those like contract games? Like, like us in Al- you know, Alabama is like a money game for us and a, you know, like how do you deal with that? And if the NCAA mandated something like that, then it'd be really easy for Bama to say, we're no longer on the hook for the million dollars and we have no interest in rescheduling Georgia State later in the season. That's so, why they'd mandate it, honestly, right. so that those big schools could get out of those contracts. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I like the idea. It makes sense to give uh, the players, the teams, a few more weeks, but um, I just don't know if it's logistically possible to do so. And obviously – the G5 programs would never be in the driver's seat of that. That's going to be coming down from the P5 pushing oh, yeah. through. Absolutely. But, uh, Absolutely. But I, I mean, I still think there's going to be a season. I mean, it's, it's, 
people are, um, I mean, I know that like cases are up and all that stuff and, um, people are freaking out a little bit about it, but, um, there's no way, I mean, there's no reason you can't have, you know, uh, what, 24 people on a football team on a football field, uh, at a time and socially distance in the, in the crowd. Like there's just no reason you can't do that. I I agree. I think, I think a football season does happen. It's just, we're not going to know what that football season is going to look like until first game kicks off. And even then I really think it could be changing every single week about what's going to happen. Uh, games getting moved, shuffled around, maybe games not even happening. Uh, we're just not going to know what it's going to be like. It could be a lot of fun, honestly. I think it could be, yeah. it could be a, a lot of fun seeing it. You, you don't know what's happening. Almost like a Russian roulette of games. You're, you're, never, conv- you're never convinced that game's going to happen until you're sitting there watching it and the game is actually happening. And even then you're kind of wondering if they're going to get called at some point. Because <laughs> it wasn't that – didn't that happen during one of the, the college basketball games, the big onset of all of this? They like to stop the game at halftime. Uh, I don't. I don't know that. I don't remember. I don't remember. Well, we're gonna go with that being true. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I remember that happening. It was, uh, you know, uh, FCS Northeast Region Two Team A. Sure. Why not? Why not? Isn't that uh, what they used to do on NCAA? The game. What, what, what would they do? There was like the the FCS Raiders or something. It was like FCS Southeast, and it, yeah, there was like, yeah, there was like Southeastern, which I think that uh, the Georgia Southern fans claimed was the Georgia Southern school. They, oh uh, yeah, it's, of course it's they did. Southeastern, yeah. and they have horrible uniforms, and most of their players are sick, and their cheerleaders are ugly. <laughs> nah. uh, no, that the problem is, is their cheerleaders aren't ugly, and you just have to recognize it for the trap that it is. Exactly. It's Statesboro <laughs> is the petri dish of Georgia. You go there, you're gonna catch something. Yep. And you can only hope it's simple. Something as uh, as simple as coronavirus, but it's uh, whatever else they got going around there, be a lot worse. Did you see who just joined the Facebook? Uh, no, I guess it's not popping up. It's not telling me who's joining this time. Uh, we got a Tim. We got a Tim sighting. Oh, got a Tim yep. sighting. All right. Yeah, but he's not talking. He just joined. He's lurking. Yeah, he's probably. Um, Suffering from his, his co-rowing down there. In oh, fact, yeah. He 100% has corona. Well, there was a little bit of Georgia State. Not, not a lot of Georgia State news came out this past week, um, which is strange because when we decided to do this to keep it going weekly, I was like, I don't know how we'll have something to talk about every single week. And it seems like every single week there's been at least one or two Georgia State-specific items that have come out that's given us something to talk about. This is the week that it was – I was stretching a little bit to find something. but Yeah. Uh, bad news, the Rose Bowl parade got canceled and the Georgia State marching band was supposed to be in it. Oh, was that this year? Well, this coming was like yeah. two years out. I thought it was too, but yeah, it was for this season of football. Oh, man, that sucks. I remember like the Thanksgiving Day parade and all that stuff too. And that was that was a lot of fun. That was, cool. that was funny because actually I wrote down to ask you where something like this registers for you. And I really assumed you were going to take the, I couldn't care any less. No, no, I think it's really right. I mean, like, um, one of the shining beacons of our program has consistently been our band, and I love showing them off to the world. So any any chance we have to do that, I love it. Man, you are literally killing my notes I have here, because that's the these are the things I was going to say to you, and I was really, you're typically so negative, Nancy, about everything that's not playing a football game, that I just don't <laughs> get nothing out of you on it. So, yeah, and I agree. The, the, the marching band has consistently been the best thing we've put on a football field since 2010. Was it 2010? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a shame that they won't get the chance to go out there and experience, you know, 
uh, as a marching band member, I guess one of the biggest things you can do is play in the Rose Bowl parade, right? Outside of playing in the national championship. Or Thanksgiving Day Parade, right? That feels like the biggest, but yeah. But yeah. <clears throat> Bummer for them. Uh, hopefully, uh, I'm, sure, well, I'm sure they'll probably, all the schools and bands that were invited this year will get an invite at a later date. They'll make it up to them. Oh, I'm glad you're sure of that. That's what I'm going to say. That's what we're <laughs> going with here. We're being positive. They're going to get it. I'm gonna, gonna get I, it. Now I'll introduce my cynical self and say that I doubt very much that that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I've got no insider information whatsoever at all on that, but I like to believe that it's true. I think that a lot of things getting canceled uh, during all of this will get their chance to to come back. You know, even Memphis rescheduled a game they canceled with us because of the hurricanes and UCF. So that's true. That's true. Um, and they had no reason; they didn't have to do that. They, we got their money. So. Yeah. Uh, Another little nugget information, not something I really wanted to get into because it's not something that I follow very closely, so I can't talk about it intelligently like everything else that I bring up here. But Phil Steele, who I guess is like the god of all things uh, off-season and projections and everything, he uh, released his 2020 All-Sun Belt team, and Georgia State got supposedly, according to the Georgia State press release, 11 players made his teams. Now... Ryan, I know you don't read press releases or anything or anything about Georgia State sports at all, but I can only count 10 players. Like they, the headline says 11, and then reading the article, I can only count 10. And then if you've ever read an article in Georgia State sports, I know I'm talking to everybody else listening that's not you, Ryan, because you've not. Uh, wow. Any article, it actually will list the name of any players that are mentioned in the article, like their number, their position, their year. And so, and there's only 10 listed, so I did not miscount. So somebody miscounted or they just left somebody off talking about them. The, the Phil still. And, and so what, and what were these uh, 11 or 10 players part of like the first, like this all Sunbelt first team, all Sunbelt second team, all Sunbelt oh, yeah. third, all that, that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we had one guy on the first team, Shamarius Gilmore uh, left guard. Um, congrats to him. That's awesome. Oh, this was including – it was like first, second, and third team type of thing? It went, it went down to fourth team. We had the Dante Ooh, Wilson. That's everybody in the Sun Belt. Who cares? Yeah, at some point, you're kind of like – after a third – even having a third team is kind of a stretch a little bit, but having a fourth team, I'm kind of like – There's only 10 teams in the Sun yeah, Belt. It's not like one of those mega conferences that has 16 <laughs> teams. Your third team could probably take on the entire uh, conference itself. But. If you had a fifth, if they, if they expanded one more team to the fifth team, they would literally have half the starters in the <laughs> <Exactly>. Sun Belt. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the fact that you didn't know much about this, it kind of answers the question I was going to have for you. I mean, do you dig in? Do you get into this kind of stuff? These No, no, none of this stuff makes a lot of sense to me. And it, it, it ends up not, I mean, it's sort of like this weird popularity contest and I don't know how much thought gets put into it. Um, I know people claim they respect the Phil Steele stuff, but right. there's only so much attention you can pay to like G5, you know, the Sun Belt if you don't, if you're not interested in it. So, anyway, 130 football teams and a majority of that time going to you know a dozen teams, it's hard yeah. to dig in deep to the other ones. Especially, I mean, I mean, obviously, I love Georgia State. I have a hard time digging into this kind of stuff. I mean, it's yeah. you don't you have no idea what does this mean. I've got no idea about all this stuff. And it's harder. Like you legitimately have to do your own research on some of the stuff because the content isn't out there. Like for Clemson, if I want to learn about their quarterback, I can write, I mean, I could, I can read like 10 articles that were written in the past, like two weeks, you know, there's probably a Netflix special that he was on, you know, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
So I, mean, I got I, I recently got a push notification something about that quarterback. That's why it was the first one that came up to, in my head. Like literally, I woke up in the morning and there was something to do with him. I, he's like getting married or something. I don't know. Why would you get married before you go pro? That's so silly. I mean, wh- why do you, why do I care? I was like, why do you think I care? Google phone. Like, <laughs> why were you telling me about this? Apparently, appar- apparently, your search his- search history has led them to believe that this is something you want to talk about. You want to know about. <laughs> yeah, no. I, got, I did get a lot of Tennessee stuff because um, I was looking up, you know, after we beat them, I was like trying to find all the articles about us beating them and like trying to figure out what people had to say about that. And so pretty much all last season, Google thought I was the biggest Tennessee fan and just kept feeding me Tennessee stuff. And I'm like, no, if it doesn't have Georgia State in it, I don't want it. Exactly. I, I have no problem like with selling, not selling, but with uh, companies taking my information, my search history or whatever, and like giving me ads and news based off that. I know a lot of people don't, and I know that's a big thing that libertarians are really anti against that kind of security and privacy. I'm all about it. it. I would rather have pertinent information, but give me the chance to tweak it. You know, let me, let me say, you know, no, I, I, yes, I want this football information, but nothing that involves Tennessee. Yeah. Like get it right is all I'm asking. Like, don't give me an ad for something that I'm not interested in buying. So one of my biggest pet peeves is like you search for something on Amazon, you purchase the thing on Amazon and then Google starts feeding you ads and Facebook starts feeding you ads about the thing that you purchased. You're like, by definition, I no longer need this. I purchased it. <laughs> exactly. Now, if you want to sell me accessories to it, that's great. Right. Yeah. Go Give me something it. interesting. It's the exact same model I just purchased and will be delivered tomorrow. Free shipping. Thank you, Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> At least get it right is all I'm asking for. Exactly. Yeah. You I'm, made my privacy. It's fine. I'm right there with you. I, you know, I guess what we're saying is we need the artificial intelligence to get better and stronger and know everything about us and project what we're going to want next. And I, I love all the examples. Have you seen the meme that was just that, that like the first guy says, you know, artificial intelligence is going to take over humankind and then it has AI and what they're doing. And it's some stupid thing the AI on the internet has figured out that's like not right at all. And it's just garbage. And you're like, oh yeah, all right. Well, you saw worried about this. Did you see the uh, the teenage girl target pregnancy thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Were, well, a long time ago, I saw yeah, that. Like, they knew ago, she was pregnant before she was. Well, they sent like, like congratulations type stuff, coupons, or whatever, to the house in her name, and her dad gets all pissed off at her, or not at her, at Target for this, and actually starts writing to them and like, well, based off of her purchase pattern, we believe you know, that that's why it came up with this, and it turns out she was indeed pregnant so <laughs> yeah yeah thanks yeah, target for telling dad the good news we didn't have a gender reveal party or anything I, I, the version of that i heard was that she didn't even know that may be the case i, I, I want to say you're right on that yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so who needs see who needs free health care for everybody when target can just tell you what's going on with your life i'm gonna figure that shit out man exactly exactly i think we probably drug that one down or kill that one but uh this week ended the Georgia State top performance poll on sports, uh, football sports place that we kind of talked about a little bit. Is that a real thing? Football sports place? I don't know. You know, we, okay. talked, about it, we talked about it the past two weeks. The best sports plays, best football plays. In oh, plays. I thought you said place. I thought you said football sports place. Well, I've been drinking for a while. My letters are kind of getting mixed together and things so yeah. look man the thing is is you and tim keep wanting to talk about this guy with like 10 followers and so i don't know the types of sources that you've been looking at you know i just have no idea nothing would surprise me at this point 
Hey, Ryan, guess what? Yes, sir. He has 10 followers still. <laughs> did you check right before this? Yes, I did. <laughs> I, have, I have not closed that tab down on my computer since we started that's, looking at this. That's why. I mean, does he like decline people? You can't decline people following you. They like, that's. Unless it's a private account. Yeah. So and he's doing this. He's, he's going through 130 days. He's posting the best helmets. Or sorry, 100 days. He only did top 100. Jesus. But yeah. Uh, so anyhow, the top football plays in Jersey State history came down to. Not a real surprise. Dan Ellington and the upset versus Albert Wilson, and it didn't really matter. It just was versus Albert Wilson. And so, did you even check and look at it at all? Can I ask you what you th- think happened? Uh, well, I hope Dan won. Honestly, I, I think Dan was a much more dynamic uh, playmaker in general. Like, like Albert just had speed. You know, he'd catch it and he'd turn it on, and you just couldn't catch him. Yeah. Well, that and I mean, when you're looking at the the Tennessee game, that's going to probably go down. A- anything any stat or anything from that game is going to go down as the best in Georgia history until we have another bigger upset. I mean, that running, that running play at, in the Tennessee game where he scored the like final touchdown that yeah, we they, all they called the really, ceiling, ceiling the deal. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was like one of the most exciting plays I think I've ever seen in college football ever. It was great. It was and yet, so you were right. Dan did win in a landslide, like nearly 90%. Of the yeah. vote. Uh, he's just a lot more dynamic. Nothing, nothing. I'm, I don't want to take anything away from Albert Wilson because he's he was amazing and like he still is amazing. And um, oh, absolutely, you know, I, I wish that we had a chance to actually like uh, feature him a lot more back when he was here, but obviously we weren't getting a lot of looks back then for obvious reasons. Yeah. And also, I mean, Albert Wilson had an amazing uh, series in a loss, a loss to Arkansas State. So a phenomenal performance and a win again in your first P5 upset is going gonna, is gonna to win. So I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, I, I still am very firm in my it's a, you know, it's a team sport and you can't, you can't just count the loss against a, a, you can have a player that like has the game of his life and you shouldn't count it against them that they lost the game. Yeah, well, you know, they, I think it was Matt Ryan said it in some interview I heard years ago is yeah, it is a team sport, but when it comes down to a head coach and a quarterback, they always have a win and loss right there by their name. You know, those are the ones that are always judged by. And I think you could say the same thing about pitchers in baseball too. Those are the ones always you're judging that one player on how many wins and losses they had as a, as a yeah. player, a team player. Yeah. Uh, uh, what do you think it's going to take to surpass Dan's performance at Tennessee to be the best play in Georgia State football history? Who I don't know. Steroids. <laughs> exactly. A booster paying millions of dollars for a kid to come, a five-star to come. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, it's going to be pretty tough. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine that uh, it's going to be very easily reproducible, even on an equal level, you know? I mean, to surpass that would be amazing. I mean, we'd have to see some, like, fireworks in, in Alabama. Yeah, I think that uh, it's one of those things you can't really predict because that – performance and that game was so unpredictable from the very beginning. Oh, I couldn't have called, I would never have called that. I mean, we all went there thinking we were just going to like, it was the first time we were all meeting up again for a long time. And yep. we were all just going to drink and in the new bar, you know, up in summer Hill and halfway crooks and like have a good time. And then like, we had no idea how good that time was going to be. Yeah. That, that was, so, yeah, that, that will always go down as one of my favorite sports moment in history. And, and even if we end up, you know, beating the banner or something like that, which will obviously be memorable. That Tennessee win is going to be the one that you, I think sticks with you the most. Cause that was that first time. Yeah. Everyone always remembers their first. 
<laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, no, no, sorry, man. I don't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry whoever that was. <laughs> uh, one other little bit of almost Georgia State news, and it's not even really, but uh, with Major League Baseball returning, the Blue Jays who play in Toronto, I'm just telling you that's for your benefit, Ryan, because I don't know if you know where they play. Uh, I, didn't, I knew that. I used to collect are, baseball cards. They are not allowed to have their opponents visit Canada to play their games, so the Blue Jays are without a home for this season. So is everybody? I thought everybody was playing in a consolidated location. No, that that idea got put away, and they decided to play in host cities. I guess to give players a chance to actually be at home for a little bit. So but, Toronto is all always away, though. Well, yeah. So they, and I don't know if they have an update where they're playing, but the reason why this is somewhat Georgia State related is they actually inquired about Turner Field, quote unquote Turner Field, as a place to play. And I, I guess it's excusable that a Canadian or Canadians would not know that that stadium is no longer there and it's been converted into a football stadium. But I thought, yeah. it, was kind of, I thought it was kind of interesting. Did um is there an there's aren't there two game uh the Montreal is Montreal have a team the Expos they moved the Expos yeah that's what I thought okay do, are they are they allowed to play I mean they the moved, Quebecois are a little different they moved a long time ago Ryan you're showing your uh your lack of Baseball I told you I used to collect baseball cards. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever heard of a team called the uh, the Washington Nationals? Yeah. Yeah, that's the former uh, Montreal Expos. Really? I think. That's they wild. Moved, I'm pretty sure that too. They moved into to where they moved to. If Derek's still on, he probably knows, but who knows? Yeah. It says there's so, only one viewer now, and I only got the joins. I didn't get the leaves. And uh, they don't. They never tell you that. But. Uh, so I mean, so it's obviously they can't play here because you you would have no right field whatsoever at all, and I don't think we're digging up the turf to put dirt down there. But it'd be kind of cool if we'd had two major league baseball teams playing here, even if they didn't have fans. But that that actually was one of the proposals that was floated by. It wasn't one of the official proposals, but there were some people trying to get baseball to uh, expand because they only have thirty teams. Yeah, and have an American League team playing in what was then Turner Field. Uh, I, I think um, I think if there was some pro team, like um, even a, a pro um, NFL team who was displaced due to this, and they like came and played in our stadium, I would um, that would make me a fan. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, depending on who it was, as long as it wasn't like New Orleans, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would. I should just say burn the stadium down and rebuild. <laughs> <laughs> you got to cleanse it with fire. That's right. Um, no, I, I mean, I, I don't know any other team I wouldn't be a fan of after that. But um, but yeah, no, I would definitely like like get up and and probably want to go to those games and and be excited about them. And yeah, that's why you were at all those um, America, uh, Atlanta Legends games, right? That's why you were showing up all those. I mean, what all like five or six of them? Like I, I was going to go to one. I don't think they even had that many game home games. <laughs> I think it was all yeah. like a, an eight game schedule or maybe a 10 game schedule, which they got six total. So that'd be only like, I also watched that stuff on TV and uh, it was not good football. I don't know. The legends football was not good. I watched watched the other teams and they were pretty good. Orlando, Orlando was awesome, man. Orlando and either there was either one Texas team or two Texas teams. There was a Texas team that was good as well. As I recall, I just don't understand. Like um, so few good player so few players go to the nfl that you'd imagine the second tier could be good 
and and it just wasn't. It just overall was not a great product. And well, I, I think just what it is is it. there's a there's a fixed number of like high tier quality players, and obviously the NFL gobbles those up. Sure. And yeah. then just that difference between tier one and tier two is significant. So I, I mean, I mean that, but, that's got to be the answer, right? That's the only explanation. It's it's not though because there are college teams who the whole team doesn't go to the NFL and they're phenomenal, you know? Yeah. I think it's crazy. I mean, there's not a lot of, especially the biggest of the college ball teams, you don't see a lot of quarterbacks from Alabama that make it big in the NFL. You get no. Matt Ryan from Boston college or, you know, yeah. Drew Brees from Purdue. They, they don't always go to like the, the biggest programs out there. Uh, they didn't, I don't know. And, and they weren't like lighting it up there. They're just, they were, they, they were scouted well, you know? I mean, if you look at, uh, is it, who is it that was like, uh, 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 man, goodness gracious. Roethlisberger? Uh, no, no, no. Let's not talk about him. The Tampa Bay quarterback now. Oh, now Drew Brees? No, it's not Drew Brees. It's what's his face. It's a, the good God, man. This Jameis is Winston? Bad. What? Jameis Winston? No, no, they're the Tampa, the, Tampa, the Tampa Bay quarterback is Drew Brees. No, it's not. It's Drew what's Brees. Drew, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Have you seen like Tom Brady coming out of Michigan? Like his his like scout video. He's the yeah, scrawny little nothing. I mean, yeah, and I think it's funny. I, yeah, that's about mistake. I was I was seeing Tom Brady in my head, and I was just <laughs> saying the exact wrong word. I was like, "It's not Drew Brees. What's wrong with you? Why are you getting mad at me?" I was I was preparing all these jokes about how you don't pay attention to the NFL whatsoever at all. <laughs> I was saying the wrong player's name the entire time. No, but I think it's funny with Tom Brady as he talks about you know how all these teams passed on him. He was gonna, he was his challenge the NFL was to show every team they should have never passed on him. Like first of all, the Pats passed on him several times because you got picked up in the fifth round. Uh, and second of all, there is no reason for any team to put a lot of faith in you back then. So stop acting like, you know, you they made a mistake. Or they, it's sort of a it's sort of a joke that like I've I've seen it where they show the video of him like at the combine or somewhere I don't know where it is, but he's like this tiny little human being, and he's not great, but you know he has the fundamentals down. So they somebody took a chance on him. Well, I think an, well we'll see a lot about him this season, but the age old question is going to be: Would Tom Brady have been what Tom Brady was anywhere other than Patriots under Belichick? Would Belichick have been as successful with the Patriots without Tom Brady? Where is the real, where was the real genius there? Where was the real talent? I mean, was it- I think we, I think we know Belichick is the genius, is a genius. Uh, yeah, when Brady went down that one season, he didn't play a single game. They still won ten and made the playoffs. Well, and he still picks up these players that like wash out of all these other programs, and then they come into the the Patriots and like ball out. You know, all eyes on Cam Newton this season. Is is he of the Patriots now? Find a one year deal with the Patriots. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Well, let's get it back to uh, yeah to college sports and specifically Georgia State. Cam Newton at least lives in Atlanta. So He's from Atlanta went to high school here. Yeah. Vaguely relevant. I'm pretty sure he lives here. I mean, he he lived here when he was playing for North Carolina. So yep. Yeah. Or Carolina. Anyway, yeah. You wanted to Carolina. get back. Sorry. Sorry. So there was a question posted on Reddit that I thought got a, it got a lot of feedback on Reddit. So I thought it'd be kind of cool for us to talk about it because it uh, means a lot more to us. The question was, could Georgia State become the next UCF or specifically a UCF in Georgia, which I think is a kind of a stupid question to ask. I think a better question is, 
can Georgia State become the next UCF or Boise State, a very dominant G5 program? I think the most important response in that thread that I did vaguely read, uh, well, I read the first response and it made the most sense to me, so I figured I didn't need to read anything else, was that, of course we will. We're going to surpass them because we're going to get a national championship in 2025. So <laughs> That is the Reddit theory is that uh, Georgia yeah. State national champion is 2025. Yep. No asterisk. No, no, no. I guess that's just what it is. It's yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm on, I'm on board with that. But apparently where this came from was somebody was interviewing the poster was interviewing uh, someone within athletics at Georgia State. I think they said they were a, a grad student or a journalism major or something. They like were that. interviewing an associate AD or something. Yeah, we can. There's enough employees in the athletic department. We can probably know who that person is. But they said that the Georgia State's goal is to be a UCF caliber program in the state of Georgia and uh, a very common comment on that whole thread was, yeah, sure. Every G5 program says something along those lines. And yeah, it makes sense. But uh, it was, um, it was pretty interesting read going through everything. And I liked, I mean, I think overall it was a very positive uh, response from college football fans across all teams. They all saw that there's a chance that Georgia state could be that, um, one of the UCF, when a UCF fan there said that when they got their uh, on-campus stadium, that was a game changer for them. It changed the whole dynamic of college football. So now we have the on-campus stadium. We necessarily, haven't necessarily seen a change in the fan reaction, but well, we still have to build the campus around the stadium. Right. So um, I think one of the major differences you'll see, or one of the reasons that I, I buy it, is that um, I think when we started football, there were a lot of programs saying they wanted to be the next Boise State. And right. that is not what we were saying. We've been pretty consistent about wanting to be UCF since we started. And um, I think we also were in the same like caliber as UCF back in the day. And they started football and we didn't. We were conference mates, mates, right? Yeah, yeah. And and uh, and, and like the, the, the major problem there is like when we started, we should have just started when they did. So yeah, that's. Georgia State should have started football a long time ago. I have no idea what Georgia State football would have been like today because would we have been playing the Georgia Dome all those years or or whatever? But, uh, yeah, we definitely could be in a much better position if we'd started a long time ago. So I tried to come up with my reasons of why I thought that Georgia State could be that powerhouse G5 program and then my reasons why we would not be potentially. I came up with a lot more would-be's. Like, uh, you know, we're in a fertile recruiting ground. Obviously, Georgia is one of the best recruiting states in the nation. There's only three other FBS programs, basically really like two and a half other FBS programs to compete with. Um, But so so that the key thing there, though, is that we recruit better out of state. So um, I I don't I don't like to, to talk about how there's like not an oversaturation of FBS schools in Georgia, because I don't think that actually gets us anything when we're recruiting out of state. We are recruiting a lot of out of state, but I think, well, at least what we've heard from the coaches is that we're recruiting out of state because Georgia State's name within the state is not that impressive. So they've they've seen us over the past 10 years and not been too impressed, whereas kids from outside don't necessarily know the ins and outs of it. Well, they uh, want to come to Atlanta. They don't care about Georgia State. They want to come to Atlanta. That's another bullet point I have on there. Atlanta is a very attractive place for uh, these high school kids to want to come to college. Uh, whether it be they live somewhere in Georgia or they do live, you know, out of state, it's uh, it's a fun place to go. There's always something to do. The entertainment industry is huge here, so yeah, it's very attractive. With 
the buildup around the stadium in Summerhill, that's just going to create a better campus live and better campus atmosphere. I think that's going to be a real attractive thing to the players. Uh, I think there's a lot, a lot of potential there with, with Georgia State. We, with, again, being in Atlanta, we already have seen that that makes it easier for us to get P5 programs to come down here with Vanderbilt and UNC and I mean, Tech's here, so it's not really a stretch. But we can get those P5 programs that want to come in here and get in front of other teams without having to spend nine hours on a bus trip. They can just fly into Atlanta, and if they wanted to take Marta to their hotel, they could, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's not a problem. So there's a lot of reasons why they would. And really the only thing I have come up with about why we couldn't be is we have a lot of history to overcome and that's going to be hard to get some, some of the players to want to come here because they just think that, you know, we're not that great. But then really than that is just, if we do get good, we got to hire another good coach because our coach will get poached to get to another program. And if we can be good at hiring coaches every three to five years, then there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to compete at that level. Other other programs have kind of proven out that that's possible, though. I mean, if you look at like Arkansas State, and uh, I think App State might end up proving us proving this right. You know, that you can keep on hiring good coaches and keep on getting them hired away, and uh, right. you know, keep the train moving. So. Yeah, that just comes down to having a quality AD, and that's actually one of the comments that I saw a lot in that thread was it's going to come down to your AD to be able to hire a new coach whenever a good coach leaves or or being able to find that good coach that wants to stick around for maybe two or three years longer than they maybe should have because they could have gotten a better uh, offer, not a better offer, but a higher paying offer somewhere else. Well, I mean, the fact that it's a launch pad to a better program uh, is not a not selling point, right? So you're going to attract better coaches that want to move up in the chain because, because they move up in the chain for being successful at your program. So Arkansas State's pool of play of coaches once their co- good coach leaves is better because they know that they that's like their launching point so i think what we need to do is really like uh campaign to the head coach's wife and be like show them how great it is to live in atlanta versus some small college town or whatever like yeah, yeah you know your husband can go get a 30 50 pay raise to go to another program but then you're going to be in the middle of nowhere Right here, you're in Atlanta. You got everything going on. You can be a socialite. You can live it up. It'd be great. Yeah, I mean, if Coach Hunter would have told you what he was doing, you could have told him all about New Orleans and how he doesn't want to go there. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, well, I, I don't know this, but I know his wife still shows up every once in a while. So maybe she's not bit the bullet and moved down to New Orleans herself. So. Well, I think the, re- the rest of the family still lives here, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, so of course, on that thread, Southern Trolls popped up talking about how Georgia State has to overcome Southern before they could become the next UCF or whatever. We still have the record, don't we? We're tied. But uh, the other fans were from other programs were quick to shoot them down. Like, what do you say, mean overcome? Like, we're tied with you, oh, man. That's just, that's, just, well, that's just Southern saying what Southern is saying. But there was a lot okay. of fans out there from other programs saying that despite Southern having the, the better history – that Georgia State's got so much more potential that Southern can't compete with. So that was always nice and fun and refreshing to see. Yeah, cool. Six Flags, man. May you never get another one. Oh, wait, you can't. Feel free to drop down and get as many FCS trophies as you want. Yeah. There was actually once a Florida fan, a Central Florida fan that I saw in there that said he thinks that Georgia State should be in the, um, the AAC along with them. Maybe not necessarily now, 
But uh, later on, and other people were on there saying, yeah, AAC should stick to 11 teams until Georgia State's ready to make the jump oh. the conference. So, and this is coming from fans of other programs that are not in the Southeast. And this was coming well, from like um, Pac-12 team fans and Northeastern teams and stuff like that. So The, the quickest way to, to have us ready for the AAC is to just – get us in there and then we start recruiting at that level and yeah we might suck a little bit for a little while but we'll we'll make it up because we'll start having that tv money we'll start having all the uh the competitiveness and and the and all that and like we'll be attractive we'll start recruiting better like you won't do that until you're there well so yeah. i think what we should do with our four out of conference games i hate the money game but take your money game take your fcs game and we should make our other two out of conference games always be an american team yeah Get, so two they just, get two American teams on the schedule every single year. Just get it used to we're playing those teams all the time. Build up, even if we could build up a, a little bit of a natural rivalry with your um, Memphises or something like that. And then th- those other fan bases, like, yeah, we want to come in here. We we want that team to be in here because we need to get them back. They well, and then it's 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 two, it's uh it's two games a year that you can spend networking and schmoozing with the the presidents of the other. You know, like our president can be there talking to their president. Right all that stuff and exactly yeah it's a good plan as long as you know as long as they're willing to do it which i guess we've seen that they really are so yeah, unfortunately our schedule like planned out through the next six to ten years so it'd be hard to start doing and i'm hoping in the next six to ten years we are in that conference or we're in a better conference yeah but, uh one thing that did come up about uh do we need the Sun Belt to become a better conference to us get more recognition for being a better team or can we just be the powerhouse of the conference and still get that be, I mean, app state's kind of doing that now they're getting all the accolades for being the best program in the, in the conference. Yeah. I don't think that matters as much as other people think like being good at football. Um, <clears throat> I know that's a shame to say, but like, I don't think that that's the, uh, the largest factor in moving up or moving around or anything like that. But I do think um, I do also think Sun Belt has gotten leaps and bounds better since um, I mean since we joined. I'm not saying it's our fault. There's lots of people who have joined, lots of changes that have been made. But um, it's a better conference than it was when we joined it, and um, I don't know. I, it, it is getting better. It's just it is getting better. I um, I would be okay with us being the team within the Sun Belt that's up by twenty or thirty at the end of halftime and then wins by 10 to 20 by the end of the game or, or more, I would be finding that team that just dominates the entire time and then beats up on the little FCS kid met back and forth with the out-of-conference, gives the P5s a, a running for their money or gets the upset here and there. And then until you I think, I think I've, I've said this before, like my team, I don't want it to be an exciting game. I want to dominate. Yeah. I want to watch another football game when I get home and am dealing with my hangover and, uh, and, and that can be an exciting game. Exactly. Exactly. That was uh, me after the 34 seven win over Southern. I was, nothing could have happened that day that could have taken that smile off my face because it was a, an utter <laughs> beat down. were you like me? We're like down to the last five minutes of that game. You were like watching it. Like, what are we going to do to screw this up? Like what is going to happen? Are we going to fumble three times in a row? Like what's about to happen? I think I said it before on here is I had a friend of mine from Southern who texted me with about five minutes left in the game. He's like, good game, man. I'm like, this is not over. 
by yeah. no stretch is this thing over yet. <laughs> yeah, I was I was here right here in this living room, uh, standing up, watching the TV, like, what is happening? What is going on? <laughs> I was at a bar in Tampa and watching it on my phone, and because I was down there for the Falcons game the following day, and it just so it just so turned out the two people sitting next to me, decked out in all Florida State gear, had gone to Georgia State. Cool. So we ended up doing shots and celebrating together after the game was over. Nice. And then I washed off the Florida State stuff away from me because that was gross. Oh, that's not so bad. <laughs> not too bad. Not too bad. They're good. They're like, they're like the people's college in Florida, you know? It's People like college. the matches. Well, that's all we really had for the, uh, the uh, main episode here. Uh, a few things we can chat about on last call, unless there's something else you want to talk about before we uh, head into that, make it a short episode. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't prepare for anything, so uh, okay. I got nothing. But I think we talked for a good amount of time. So I think it was shocking to everybody that you didn't prepare for this. But uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, we uh, well, thank you, Ryan. I prepared for beers. <laughs> for once, you you had like what two last week? You only had two beer to drink. Well, I well, oh yeah, because I had something, I had something to do the next day, right? No, I had, um, I probably had like four before we even got on. So oh yeah. Well, thanks for being here, Ryan. Uh, thanks to everybody who watched, uh, listened, whatnot. Uh, whatnot, I say that all the time. Yeah. Uh, we will head into Last Call. Uh, you can find that on patreon.com slash state of Atlanta. Free to everybody on Friday. Available to all of our patrons immediately. Thanks, everybody, for uh, listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye, y'all. That's it for us this week. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at State of Atlanta or on Facebook at facebook.com slash State of Atlanta. And if you enjoy what you're listening to, please rate and review us on your podcast app. Thank you very much and go Panthers.